to do as sports fans, well, not just as sports fans, but as Americans, as the idiots we've all become in this once proud country, we proclaim opinion as truth, as fact. We speak in absolutes, and we get mad when what we say is not universally accepted. The latest example, sports-wise, is that Serena Williams is the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Okay, well, the, the GOAT of what? I... Here, some say she's the greatest athlete of all time. That Serena Williams is the greatest athlete of all time. Yo, she's not even close. She's not top 50. Jesse Owens, LeBron, Michael Jordan, Jim Brown, Jim Thorpe, Jackie Robinson, Babe Ruth, Tom Brady. I could go on and on, and that's off the top of my head. And like John McEnroe once said, if Serena Williams played men's tennis... She'd be ranked number 700. McEnroe walked that back when Serena retired recently, but he said it back when, and he meant it back when, and I bet he still means it now. Serena might not even be the best women's tennis player ever. We say Serena won the most Grand Slam. She didn't. I see that on ESPN all the time. She won the most Grand Slam. She just didn't. Margaret Court did, 24. Serena won 23. Steffi Graf won 22. Everett and Navratilova each won 18, and Everett and Navratilova played each other all the time in six Grand Slam finals. Serena never had that all-time great rival, except maybe her sister, Venus, and I'm convinced they worked finishes. Serena is great, no doubt, but there's always debate when it comes to the GOAT. Jordan versus LeBron, Gretzky versus Mario, Ruth versus Bonds, Brady versus Marino. There's always debate. So, if you speak in absolutes, guess what? You just made the list. The list brought to us by Armstrong Comfort Solutions and by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Love those guys. Uh, now, keep in mind, I do absolutely speak in absolutes. Do as I say, not as I do. This is the business of... I've chosen. Well, let's get the calls in. No guests this hour. Let's go to Craig and Shaler. Craig, you're on the Mark Madden show. Hey, Mark. I was. You just made an awesome point not too long ago about how Rudolph played with Matt Canada. Why are they ignoring that fact? Ru- Rudolph only. Well, oh, Matt Canada's only been the Steeler coordinator for one year. Uh, but Rudolph did, you know, absorb the offense for one year more than Kenny Pickett has, or for that matter, than Mitch Trubisky has. And, and there's this misconception that because Pickett was at Pitt and Canada was at Pitt, that, that somehow weighs in Pickett's favor, but they were never there at the same time. Right. I would think that would be a, a, a huge advantage, but I don't know. That's why I'm not a coach. <laughs> Dude, if, you, if, if you're trying to tell me that all this discussion and hype is stupid, you don't have to convince me. 
<laughs> but again, this is the business I've chosen. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Ken at IUP. Ken, you're on with Double M. You there, buddy? No, no, I left a half an hour ago, Ken. What's going on? You're right. Hey, man. Well, I've been listening to you, and I just don't understand how you could think that Mason Rudolph is better than Trubisky in any way, man. Better than I'm Trubisky? For how many better years than Trubisky. Straight. When did I say Mason Rudolph was better or, than Trubisky? Or not Trubisky, but Pickett. Well, see, so you came really prepared for this conversation when you mangled the name well, in the I'm middle sorry, of your man, primary driving, point. Anyhow, I had to pull over for this, but honestly, when it comes down to Pickett and Rudolph, I, I just don't get it. I, I got to be honest. I, I can't. Out. I can't take your opinion seriously, or indeed your level of intelligence. If you had to pull the car off the road to have hey, a conversation with Sports hey, Talk Radio yesterday, I did an entire segment ad libbed on my phone. While driving my car. Okay, so how can I take you seriously? It, it, it seems like, do you go to IUP? You really think. Do you go to IUP? Do you go to IUP? We haven't had a good backup since. Do back. you go to IUP? I'm not going to address your. I'm not going to. Goodbye then. Goodbye. I mean, if you go to IUP, you're stupid. So there's no point in talking to you. People act like they run the conversation. There's not a real good track record on this show for anybody running the conversation besides me. As far as, how can you possibly think that Rudolph's better than Pickett? Like IUP Dunsky said, I don't. I don't think that. I never said that. When have I said that? I just think that Mason Rudolph is better prepared to be the backup this Sunday at Cincinnati because he's entered a game subbing out an injured quarterback before. He's handled that situation. He spent a year longer than Pickett learning the Canada offense. I mean, obviously, Pickett's the guy in the long run. If he's not, that's a real problem. But for Sunday's game, for who the backup should be, and it really doesn't matter because if the backup plays, the Steelers are screwed no matter who he is. But I think it's obvious that Rudolph is more qualified for that job. Now, if you say it's because you want to give Pickett the second-team reps in practice, you can give anybody any reps you want in practice. It doesn't have to be tied to the depth chart for Sunday. It just doesn't have to be. You know what I might do for the show tomorrow? I might ad-lib the whole show. I'm inspired by that great ad-lib segment I did yesterday while driving the car. i got to find a way to make this show easier. Let's go to Brian in New Brighton. Brian, you're on with Double M. Good day. I said good day. Um, do you think with the timing of the announcement of uh, retiring of Franco's number that that, that chart came out and, and management kind of interjected to kind of, you know, appease the fan base? Um, well, I think it had nothing to do with the Franco Harris retired number announcement. I don't know how you tie those two things together even remotely. And uh, – it has crossed my mind that Tomlin heard the outrage from the citizens last night when the other depth chart got put out, and he changed his mind to appease them. I think there's about a 10% chance of that. I think there's a 90% chance that he made the change, You know that he always intended Pickett to be number two, but he wanted to F with the media with that depth chart yesterday because it doesn't take 19 hours or 20, whatever it was, to correct a clerical error. 
the uh, cut and paste, uh, uh, whatever he said. But uh, but uh, if you do that to play a joke on the media, you're kind of effing with Mason Rudolph too, and that's not right. So I don't know. One thing we have to understand is maybe that Mike Tomlin's just stupid. Well, the two things, one, at this point in time, it's actually pathetic what they've done to Mason Rudo over the last couple of years of effing with him, to be honest. Oh, they've defecated Um, all over him, every chance they get. But that's that's life in the NFL. And and the other point about back to my original point, I just, I find it odd that they've never leaned into retiring numbers or even celebrating the, the, you know, the past 70s, like to this point, and it's kind of, now that they have mediocre teams and they have like these, you know, years that we've been down that now all of a sudden we're retiring numbers and we're having celebrations. Well, it's not like all that. of a it's sudden they retired. Easy. I mean, what what's wrong with it? I mean, you seem to be against it. What's wrong with that? I don't have anything wrong with it. It's just when you ask the Roonies, hey, why don't you retire numbers? And they're like, well, how many numbers can you have? Well, and stuff well don't, like that. I don't just forget. Think don't, don't forget. A different Rooney's in charge now, and this Rooney believes in some different things, and I have no problem. Thank you for the call. I just wonder with retiring numbers where it stops. Um, when I just said that maybe Tom went stupid, he's not stupid. He's just thoroughly dishonest, and every word that comes out of his mouth, I don't trust. It's not 100% horse manure, but it's it's close. It's very, very close. But that reminded me of when uh, Kelso and Jackie were fighting on that 70s show, and Kelso had done something incredibly dumb. And Fez said, oh, Jackie, you don't understand. Kelso loves you. He's just stupid. Let's go to Calvin at the desk. Calvin, you're on with Double M. Uh, yeah. But uh, Mr. Madden, I was wondering if you were looking to purchase some additional insurance. I've been trying to get a hold of you. No. Thank you for the call, though. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Uh, I got no guests the rest of the show, so let's let's get this going. Calls 412-333-WXDX. You know what I've done, too? I have accidentally mixed up my notes from yesterday's show with the notes for today's show. So that could could cause confusion. Uh, no more than usual, I suppose. Uh, somebody made up a bumper sticker. I mentioned this yesterday, and I, and I retweeted. There was a picture. Uh, somebody made up a bumper sticker that said F Mark Madden. Only the F word is spelled out. I saw it on a car. Somebody tweeted it. I retweeted it. That's kind of cool. Makes me feel important. But if you're selling them, if you're selling them, I want my cut. I didn't sign off on anything, so F you. F me, F you. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Let's do it one more time. Hurt Joe Burrow. Hurt Joe Burrow. Hurt Joe Burrow. Hurt Joe Burrow. How would you feel if he really got hurt now? What, are you crazy? I'd feel great to know you could have that kind of power. 105.9 X. Now, the super genius, Mark Madden. You're talking to the super genius. Yo, double up. Yo, drunk up Willie. Mark Madden is Pittsburgh Sports. The X at 105.9. I like 
like that Serena Williams monologue, The List. You know, we just say she's the GOAT, and that's the end of the discussion. But it's not the end of the discussion, because I don't think she's the GOAT. I don't think she's the lock, anyway. Who'd she beat? I mean, there are a lot of reasons that go into her being so loudly and proudly proclaimed the GOAT. I just happen to not agree. I just happen to not think it's automatic anyway. If you made me say who the best women's tennis player is, I would probably say her. But boy, I saw Navratilova play, and like I said, she had that rivalry with Everett that might have diluted their Grand Slam win totals a bit. And again, it's ridiculous that Margaret Court won more Grand Slams than Serena, but that's ignored. Why is it ignored? What excuse did they use to ignore it? She hasn't won the most Grand Slams. Margaret Court did. And it's a long time ago. You know why a lot of people, tennis experts, etc., ignore Margaret Court? Remember the Battle of the Sexes match? Boy, I get I sound older every time I open my mouth on this show. Remember that Battle of the Sexes match, Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs? Bobby Riggs being the old, you know, uh, the, the like 50-something, maybe 60-year-old tennis pro who became a hustler after his, you know, pro career kind of dissipated. And he beat Margaret Court in a Battle of the Sexes match, and that led to the match with Billie Jean King. And, you know, Serena Williams, there's, he's, she's nowhere close to the best tennis player of all time. That's a man. I'm sorry, but that's just how it is. That's the physiological difference dictates that. Uh, let's go to Matt in Wexford. Matt, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking the call. Right. Hey, I had a question about uh, professional tryout uh, offers that are extended to free agents. I look what New York just did uh, about a week ago with Jimmy Bessie and um, how he's kind of fallen from grace and splitting the Hobie Baker in 2016. But how does that affect the cap? Are you able to extend professional tryout offers to unrestricted free agents and it not affect the cap while the Penguins still would work some things out? Because I still see yeah. When when you're you on a when you're are, on a PTO, you don't count against the cap. You're not under contract. I just wasn't sure if that's something that's negotiated previously. Like whenever you get the PTO, do you set like if you were extended a contract offer? Uh, do you have a salary already set in mind, or is that something that's worked out later? Uh, no, I think uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know if the salary's pre-negotiated in case you make the team or if you talk about it once you do make the team. That's a real good question. I don't know. I would assume a yeah, salary I, I is look- set. I would assume a salary is set in advance because otherwise, if a player got more than one PTO, how would he know which one to take? Then again, if I'm on a PTO, I'm going to try out for whatever team I have the best chance of making. Yeah, and that's why I kind of see, like, Zach Aston-Reese and Evan Rodriguez that are still out there. And realistically, it seems like most NHL teams pretty much have their roster set as the Penguins training camp roster came out today. And I just don't – I think that that would be a good opportunity for them. Not sure your thoughts on that or if there's anybody else out there maybe unrestricted that you might think. Well, I saw saw James Neal, I think, is going to a tryout with Columbus. And I would have brought him in last year at the end of the season uh, to play with Evgeny Malkin to see if those two could reignite. But, no, there's really nobody out there. If you don't have a contract by now, chances are you're not worthy of a situation like that. 
Well, I think that at least uh, from like a, a two-way standpoint, I don't know what the limitation is after you've already had a one-way deal, if you can go back to a two-way, but at least they would be able to start the season in Wilkes and you know what you're getting from those players and they're in training camp and you can see what chemistry kind of develops. Yeah, I'm more worried about if Sam, I'm more worried about whether Samuel Poulin's ever going to play in the league. I'm, I got to be honest, this team is so old. The last thing I want to do is bring in more old guys. Yeah, absolutely. This well, this this, this team's the, uh, this team's age is going to hurt it a great deal. No I, question. I think that's part of what you were saying. And, and, and especially the, their age will especially hurt them a great deal, bro, because their stars will not take nights off when they feel they're okay to play, even though they're they're they need rest for the long term for the playoffs. Like I would I would feel better about the Steelers. I mean the Steelers. The Penguins are going to make the playoffs, okay? The Penguins are going to make the playoffs. And if they went into their first-round series with Sid having played like 65 games and Latang having played 65 and Malkin having played 65, that would be better. But it, yeah, won't, but it also won't happen. Thank you for the call. 412-333-WXDX, the number to call. Uh, the... the Spit and Chicklets guys are coming to town to do their show live. I'm betting I don't get invited. You know, that's a shame, too, because, I mean, I like Wit and Biz, although Biz is getting a bit big for his ECHL britches. But uh, but he does a great job on on, on on TNT, no doubt about that. But, but, you know, those guys, it's part of that bro culture, that barstool bro culture. And to be honest, Pat McAfee somewhat in, you know, uh, this as well where you can't ever disagree with them. You know, we're all in the disagreement business when you choose, uh, you know, sports opinion, radio, columns, whatever. You know what I mean? And if you can't handle being disagreed with, if if I'm on the dead list because I disagree with somebody, that, that's totally fine by me. Because let me tell you, guys like I'm talking about might make more money than me and they might have more listeners than me. Their product's not better than mine. It's just not. Because that bro culture where you just yell and you drink, and you get buckled, and you party, and you tell stories about when you got buckled, and you drank, and you partied. Boring, boring, except not to the people who are just as dumb as the content that eat it up. 105.9 The X. A few days. Uh, by the way, Peter King is going to join the show Thursday, America's Greatest Football Writer. And then Friday, because that is the day of the premiere on Netflix of the new season of Cobra Kai, season five to be specific, we're going to be joined by Sean Kanan, uh, who plays uh, Karate Bad Boy Mike Barnes. You saw him in Karate Kid 3, the movie, and now he's going to be in Season 5 of Cobra Kai. Uh, he makes his debut in the series in, in Season 5. We don't know whose side he's on. Uh, he's spent some of his uh, growing up in Newcastle, and he... Has also been a regular on The Bold and the Beautiful and The Young and the Restless Soap Operas, playing the same character in the alternate reality that both shows share. Uh, his character's name's Deacon Sharp. But, um, by the way, here's a good question. What TV shows share alternate realities? There's only one TV show, excuse me, one alternate reality I can think of that was shared by three TV shows. And that is... Uh, Petticoat Junction, Beverly Hillbillies, and Green Acres. They had that alternate reality like Bug Tussle, Pixley, and Hooterville. And, of course, Petticoat Junction. So, anyway, um, 
but Sean Kanan was awesome at Karate Kid 3. And he cut one of the best promos of all time at the end during the final match of the All-Valley Championships when LaRusso was lying battered and bruised on the mat heading into sudden death with the next point wins. And I'm told he totally ad-libbed this. We cut out the curse words and some of the and the racial slurs, but this is unbelievable. It's one of the greatest heel promos of all time from Karate Kid 3. It's uh, Karate Bad Boy Mike Barnes played by Sean Kanan. Now that's on YouTube, and of course Daniel wins, which sucked. That's on YouTube, and if you that promo is great. If you watch his face, his like his like eyes coming up, it just it's tremendous. It's just absolutely one hundred percent tremendous. Four one two three 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 WXDX is the number to call. Uh, that's Sean Kanan on the show Friday. Now we've been talking a great length about uh, the Steelers stuff today about the Franco Harris number being retired. Uh, I, I, I think now that you've opened that can of worms with Joe Green's number being retired, what was it, three years ago? And now Franco Harris, and that's the third retired number because they retired Ernie Stotner, uh, number 70, years and years ago. He was a, a, a great lineman for the Steelers, I want to say late 50s, early 60s. So uh, who do you retire next, and where do you stop? Like from the Latter-day Steelers – I think you got to retire Ben Roethlisberger and Troy Polamalu. But then people are going to be saying Heinz Ward. They're going to be saying Alan Fanica. He's in the Hall of Fame. You know, there's a whole bunch of guys they're going to say. And then that Steeler team from the 70s, Jack Lambert, Jack Ham, Mel Blunt, Mike Webster, John Stallworth, Lynn Swan. Where do you stop and what numbers are left to wear? And don't forget, wherever you stop retiring numbers with that team of the 70s, whoever the best guy is off the list, of numbers that that get retired, in other words, the best guy's number doesn't get retired, is going to feel insulted and going to be made to feel insulted. And fans of him will be made to feel insulted. You know, it's like the argument that L.C. Greenwood should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and maybe he should be. I I think for his uh, era, that period of of time, his career, he had more sacks than anybody. And I know he had an inordinate amount of sacks in the Steelers' playoff games, which is clutch time. But where do you stop? I mean, how many Steelers in the 70s have to be in the friggin' Hall of Fame? Fair question to ask, right? 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Going to have asked Mark anything in a few minutes. Uh, the, the the quarterback thing, I mean, it doesn't matter who the backup is. I know some people see this as a great deal for Kenny Pickett, and I would have Rudolph as the backup on game day, at least initially this season, but it really doesn't matter and certainly isn't worth arguing to a great degree about. Football hasn't started. In some ways, I'm tired of football already. That said, I'm excited about the Steelers because it's a team in transition that has a lot of questions to be answered. Let's go to Frank. Frank, you're on with Double M. 
Uh, Mark, how are you, sir? Hey, um, double M, I should say. Quickly, I was uh, briefing the, uh, your guy on my story here with uh, Tyler Boyd's last Super Bowl, the drop, the infamous drop they were driving. They were ahead like 20 to 16. I Googled some stuff just to talk a little bit more intelligently about it. Now, what I didn't like, I didn't realize that he was so nonchalant about his, um, he, he kind of, um, you know, downplayed the, the fact that that was a huge catch in the middle of a huge drive in the biggest game of his life. In 2016. I just wanted your opinion. We're talking about a catch but in 2016. No, no, no. We no, excuse me. They were ahead twenty to sixteen during the game. There was like six, almost seven minutes to go in the game. They were driving. The Bengals had the ball, third and nine, and it was a pass to. Um, yeah, this is excruciating. Let's go to Robert in Bethel Park. Robert, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, how are you? Great. Hey, yeah. Speaking of these, you know, retired numbers, I, I think to get a number retired, you know, you have to be kind of almost like. You know, not just an all-time great, but maybe even one of the greatest ever, like Polamalu, like Mel Blunt, Jack Ham. Those are the type of guys that need their numbers retired. Yeah, but the, but the Steelers literally, good. the Steelers literally have it. If you're going to retire guys based on the Joe Green, Franco Harris standard, okay, and Ernie Stottner, I never saw him play. I'm sure he's very deserving. If you're going to retire guys based on that standard, you have to retire Jack Ham. You have to retire Mel Blunt. You have to retire Jack Lambert. You have to retire Troy Polamalu. You have to retire Ben Roethlisberger. You have to retire Mike Webster. So there, off the top of my head, are six more guys on top of the three already, and where does it stop? You're right. Where does it stop? Thanks for taking the call. Thank you. I mean, I again, I got a feeling if you retire X amount of numbers – You'll hurt more feelings than you'll pay tribute to those whose numbers you do retire. Let's go to Dave on the road. Dave, you're on with Double M. Hey, how's it going, Mark? Okay. Okay, so a lot of these numbers are unofficially retired. Like, when have you seen anyone wear number 32 or number 12 or 58 or 59? Well, that's right. They've been informally retired. That's correct. Yeah, so what's the difference? Like... Are you wearing pants? Are you wearing pants? Um, I mean, you're on the show, and I know that's the reason to be excited, but you should be wearing pants. I mean, did you just giggle uh, like a school? Did you just giggle like a schoolgirl? You kind of went, hee, 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 hee. I did. I'm a giggler, Mark. I like to giggle, Mark. Don't hate on my giggle, buddy. Yeah, I'm going to hang up on you. Time now to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Uh... That's 412-333-WXDX. Like I said, Peter King Thursday, Sean Kane and Friday. Tomorrow I'll probably just tank it while I watch Liverpool play. God, we got to beat Napoli. First game of the Champions League, got to beat Napoli. It's going to be a tough game, too. They're pretty good. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Uh, ask Mark anything. You know, I just named six guys from the Steelers who, based on the standard being set, whose numbers you have to retire. And then it's, what about Swan? What about Stallworth? What about, oh, the bus? People would want to retire the bus's number, even though that just shouldn't even be remotely considered. He's not in that class. Same with Heinz Ward. They'd want to retire his number, even though he's not remotely in that class. But, like, how do you not retire Jack Cam's number now? How do you not? 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. 
It's the Mark Madden Show on 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Doing really well. Everything I hear from him is just some of the most insightful stuff. And did you take off your pants? The X at 105.9. Time not to ask Mark anything. It's brought to us by Pennsylvania Western University harnessing the strengths of three legacy institutions. That's Penn West University. Let's go to Scott. Scott, ask Mark anything. Yes, Mark. Hi. Um, what about Gomer Pyle, Mayberry RFD, and at the tail end of that, Ken Berry Show? Well, the Ken Berry also, Show was barely around, so I'm not going to count that. But wasn't Gomer, Gomer, didn't Gomer Pyle cross-pollinate with, with uh, Green Acres and Petticoat Junction and stuff like that, too? Now that I think about it. I believe it. at one time he did. Yeah, so that expands then, that universe. And Mama's Family and Carol Burnett's show. What made Green Acres a revolutionary television show? What made it revolutionary? Because I would imagine because Eddie Arnold was already a, a musical star. No, no. Every, and- every other sitcom to that point. It had a weird person dropped into the middle of normalcy, like My Favorite Martian, whereas Green Acres had the normal person dropped in the middle of weirdness. Yes, absolutely. Well, Sam Drucker was kind of normal. No, he wasn't. Let's go to Doug and Jeanette. Doug, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, what's up? Uh, Two questions for you, man. Do you really think uh, us getting Trubisky was the right move? And also, yes. um, I mean, getting him, though, we could have saved some money. We have two other really good quarterbacks that we dude. They're still they're still way fans. under the cap, and when they signed Trubisky, they didn't know for sure they could draft Pickett. I get it, and I think Trubisky's the best of the three quarterbacks. What are you looking to do? Save money or try to win some games? Hey, I'm trying to win games, man. Yeah. So, so no, good. no signing. You see, I never had a problem with drafting Pickett or signing Trubisky. Doing both is what to me. Uh, didn't make sense. Let's go to Junior in South Park. Junior, ask Mark anything. Did you ever go to the climax when it was around on twenty-two? I don't even remember it. What was it? A strip joint? Yeah, it was a strip joint on twenty-two. It, one you could drive through, and they were there, and you could do whatever you wanted. It was like a drive-through. Yeah. Oh, it was it the one where the strippers would come to a window and you'd watch them strip from your car? Yes. Yeah, no, I never did that, and I'm I'm proud to say that. Wow, I'm surprised you're proud to say that, but all right, thank you. Yeah, I mean, people have a real, like, crazy opinion of how often I went to those places or what I did when I was there. I talked about it, but my God. Leaves the line open. Let's get these calls in. 412-333-WXDX. Let's go to uh, Liz in the car. Liz, you're on with Double M. Hey, how's it going? What up? Long-time listener, first-time caller. Very Thanks exciting. for taking me. Um, what did you think about the Serena Williams love fest? Oh, I agree that she was worthy of every tribute she got. Uh, I just don't think she's definitely, beyond debate, the best uh, women's tennis player of all time, let alone the best tennis player of all time. Okay. I don't what know. I thought it went a little bit over the top. 
you know, I was uh, I was actually traveling, and I wasn't. Yeah, but don't, I, I don't was, you uh, think? Don't you think, Liz, that everything goes a bit over the top when it comes to stuff like this? Like nobody, yes, like absolutely. you know, you know, what we never say whenever somebody retires, they're always the goat. It's never, you know, they were exactly. real good. They're always the goat. Yeah, I just thought it was just uh, a little over the top. Like two years ago, she was whenever she lost. Who did she lose to? And was acting a little bit erratic. Well, and then, and then and she won't of- say she's retiring. She's saying she's transitioning from tennis. What the frig does that mean? If you played tennis for your livelihood your whole life, and now you're not anymore, you're retiring. We don't need semantics to, to muddle the waters. Just the pomp and circumstance all the time now for everybody, and like you said, the GOAT or whatever. You know, all the other players, and again, it's a different time now, but when other well, people And also, retired, when, you, when, you, when you don't chime in and agree that she's the GOAT, then you're accused of being a hater. I'm not being a hater. Exactly. She's. I don't know. think she's the goat. I think she's very, very good. But you know, Martino was good. Steffi Graf was good. They didn't get that. You know what I mean? I, again, I know it's a different time, but they were up there with her, I believe. I couldn't a- agree more. Let's go to uh, Kevin in the car. Kevin, run with Double M. Hey, afternoon, Super G. How you doing? What up? Hey, you ever skip the middleman and put the potato chips right in the middle of the sandwich instead of off to the side? Uh, I have done. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I think it's real good. What do you think? I had it this weekend. It was pretty good. I was like, I was watching football games. So if you could good. put French One fries on a sandwich, you could put potato chips. I will say about the chips, they have to be really like, you almost have to smush the sandwich, do like a smash burger effect to make sure the chips stay put and, and they spread evenly. Yep. Hey, one more thing. Happy days. Laverne and Shirley, Joni Loves Chachi, Mork and Mindy. All of those four came out the same show. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're right, but how many <laughs> of those shows lasted? Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Well, Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley did. Mork and Mindy, how many seasons was that with Robin Williams and Pam Dauber? And then Joni Loves Chachi was just execrable, but, uh, but Scott Bio and Aaron Moran got to screw every day on the set, so there's that. Let's go to um, uh, Tim in North Hills. Tim, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Uh, great show as always. What do you think of uh, Liverpool Saturday? I thought if they're not up against Pickford, they're in good shape, but he had a good game. Yeah, I mean, it was a tough game, but, I mean, you know, Pickford played well. We hit the woodwork three times, including in the last uh, couple seconds. You know, I mean, we're off to a bad start. You can't get off to a good start all the time. It's just tough with that league where a bad start could put you out of contention really quickly for the league title. Yeah, no, definitely. Are you going over to any games this fall? I'm going to try to go in the spring, yes. The spring. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Eric in Toledo. Eric, you're on with Mark. Hey, super genius. Hey, you're always talking classic rock. Never heard you mention these guys. What did you ever think of Rush? Overrated. Uh, the drummer that passed away, God rest his soul, near Peart, overrated. I think when they went to those long musical interludes, you know, when they got full of themselves, like I liked when they did short, catchy, poppy songs like Fly By Night and mm-hmm. uh, and Closer to the Heart and New World Man. I thought those that was real good work by Rush, but I, I think generally overrated. 
Yeah, a lot of people put Neil Peart in like the top three greatest drummers of all time. I he's not like that. Online. He's not. Uh, Sean yeah. McDowell does though. Sean McDowell does music, but I, I disagree. Let's go to Scott in Moon. Scott, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Uh, I was wondering what um, sports you ever excelled at when. Uh, I was a real good which one. You like? I, I was a real good deck hockey player. Eleven one. I was a real good deck hockey what about, player. Yeah, that's what I have heard. If you had to choose golf or hot or uh, golf or uh, bowling <laughs> to play, I did both back when. I should have stuck with them because you could play those forever. Uh, probably bowling. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Jake and Apollo. Jake, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. More of a comment than anything. Um, I keep hearing everyone talk about these jersey number retirements. In a league like the NFL where you have those jersey number rules where certain positions can only wear certain numbers. Well, the NFL has suspended those rules. The NFL doesn't do that anymore. Uh, Effective either last season, I don't know, maybe this season, but now there's no limitations on what position can wear what numbers. I was not aware of that. Thank you for the info. Thank you. Let's go to (laughs) Eb in Hootersville. Eb, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Good afternoon, Double M. I just want to remind you for for about one of the biggest cities in Green Acres, Crabwell Corners. Okay, what were all the towns in 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 that alternate reality? Crabwell Corners, Hooterville, uh, Pixley, and Bugtussle. Is that it? And Petticoat Junction. Five of them, right? I just think four. No, let me name them again. Crabwell Corners, as you cited, Pixley, Bug Tussle, Hooterville, and Petticoat Junction. Oh, maybe Petticoat Junction was just a train stop. That is correct. You think those hot girls ever? Uh, never mind. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Uh, we're right near the end, so if you want to get a quick last call in. This was a long ask mark anything. I need to time the show out better. Interesting night in in wrestling on, when was it, Sunday night, the AEW pay-per-view. And I haven't watched wrestling since Charlotte's match at WrestleMania. I'm just not interested anymore because, well, you know the bad experiences I've had. But but, uh, CM Punk uh, was very critical of certain wrestlers like the the Young Bucks and and Kenny Omega at his post-match press conference, MJF2. He totally stole the thunder from MJF coming back to AEW after a long absence. And uh, then afterwards, there was like a locker room fight, and somebody threw a chair and knocked Nick Jackson from the Young Bucks out. You know, see, that's one reason I, I don't miss wrestling, and in a way I'm embarrassed that I was associated with it for so long, is because it's just an island of misfit toys. You know, a lot of people who couldn't cut it in real life turn to fake life, and it doesn't suit them well. They think fake becomes real. Fake never becomes real. CM Punk found that out when he went into Ultimate Fighting, got fights he didn't deserve because of his name and got his ass kicked twice on TV. But some people just don't learn. Some people just don't realize that it, it is what it is. It's not this noble pursuit. It's not this thing that where you leave this this lasting legacy. It's fake fighting. And I loved it for a long time, but now I see it more and more for what it is. Uh, let's go to uh, Gene in Uniontown. Gene, ask Mark anything. Gene, you're on the air. 
Let's go Mark. to Zimmy in Scottsdale. Zimmy, you're on with Mark. Mark, did you ever watch Anna Kornikova play tennis? Yeah, she she never won a tournament. She was real good. She was super hot, but she wasn't elite. Um, she was fun to watch, but no, you're right. She, no, she, she was, was like dating Fedorov when Fedorov was 23 and she was 14. Yep. 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 Thank you for the call. Hit the music. Come ride the little train that is going down the track to the junction. Petticoat Junction. Do it again tomorrow, 105.9.